here. He's alive. He's well. He's strong as he always is. JJ Okocha sitting right opposite me here. Uh, good to have you in South Africa firstly and welcome to MSW. Thank you very much. How are you feeling? I said you're strong. I might be lying. <laughs> Maybe you're just the weakest person right now. <laughs> no, I'm feeling great you know, yeah. and I'm delighted to be here as well. You've been traveling a lot? Well, yes. Uh, I mean, um, it's part of my job now. Yeah. I enjoy traveling. You know, I enjoy exploiting. You know, uh, I always um, try to learn, you know, new culture, something new. So yeah. I enjoy traveling. What would you say you're focusing on more now than you've ever done before when you were still playing football? Well, I think it's the other side of life. You know, yeah. when you're playing, you have everything done for you. You know, you're kind of spoiled. You know, but now I try to do things by myself. Yeah. And that has given me the opportunity to learn new things, you know, to appreciate, you know, what I used to get done for me. But people are still appreciating you as much as if you were still playing football. Well, I'm grateful for that, you know, and uh, for me, it's very simple. You know, yeah. whatever you choose to do in life, you have to do it with passion. You mm -hmm. know, you have to give your best uh, and then leave the, the rest for people to, to judge. All right. When we come back from the news and the break, we'll obviously delve into uh, profiling, chatting the history of uh, JJ Okocha and also finding out what he's doing as far as the Bundesliga is concerned. Lots of work that he's putting in behind the scenes. Uh, so catch all of that. Thank you so much to all our listeners on Metro. Well, I know it's not a prerequisite to chat to um, the newsreader, which is Motupi, but I chat to him because I, I actually just think he's a, he's a wonderful human being, a person that loves his football and his sport, mm. and a person who has got heart and has got a, a huge following these days out there. People talking Motupi every day. Well, I really haven't spoken you. to you this thank week. Thank you eh? very much. I appreciate that. I had no idea. I had a huge following, as you say. Well, as I say, that you, you give the news, and at times we who don't give the news have to give the people that give the news news indeed okay i hope that didn't confuse you <laughs> <laughs> but i'm telling you though hey no i just remembered haven't spoken to you this week we've just had such busy shows and yeah, you know i was actually wondering did i, did I do something wrong what's up with rob now no no <laughs> nothing personal would okay. be. that is why i'm here to cleanse my soul yeah. i'm here with jj O'Conch. i'm looking forward to a great chat after your news bulletin mm, excellent me too i'll be listening All right, let me tell you something here because we do this every Friday. You can visit uh, sportpesa.co.za or dial star 120 star 4777-3-hash to play, register now, and make it count. Now, what do we have this weekend? We do have a PSL fixture on Saturday. Sundowns are going to be up against Orlando Pirates. The odds there, Sundowns to win uh, 2.21, making them the favorites. A draw is 2.99 with Orlando Pirates to win at 3.67. Now, a couple of facts as well to determine your play. Pirates have not lost India last five away games. Hey, so the Buccaneers are on a 10 match unbeaten run. And Pirates topped the PSL table with uh, 22 points in 12 games. Uh, but Sundowns have three games in hand and are just five points behind the log leaders. Now, if you play an Orlando Pirates away win, you can stand a chance to win over three and a half times your money. So, Dal Star. 
120 star 4777 hash uh, to make your play or go to www.sportpesa.co.za. And our final fixture in the PSL, Kaiser Chiefs taking on Chipper United. And the odds there, Kaiser Chiefs to win 1.70, making them the favourites. A draw at 3.55 and Chipper United to win at 5.29. So a couple of facts as well to determine your play. Chipper United hasn't won any of their last seven away matches. And Chipper has lost three games in a row. And Kaiser Chiefs are fourth on the PSL standings with 17 points in 12 games. So if you play on a draw... Uh, for this encounter, your possible winnings is over three and a half times your stake. Now, simply dial star one twenty star four triple seven three hash uh, to make your play, or go to www.sportpesa.co.za. Top up your bet wallet the easy way with one voucher available at Flash Outlets. So, yeah. There you have it. Every Friday we bring this to you. Uh, you can visit sportpesa.co.za or dial star 120 star 4773 hash to play. Register now and make it count. All right, I don't know how many golf fans are out there, but uh, I do believe that we've just landed, what, four double tickets? Uh, for the Nedbank Golf Challenge at Sun City for Saturday, yeah. That's for the final day's play on Sunday. Yo, imagine that is the big day that everybody wants to go to Sun City for. So we got four double tickets. What are you going to do right now? I don't got to ask you for anything complicated. I'm just going to say, give us a call on Radio 2000, 089 110 2000. Just simply call. And if you've got a beautiful voice, the person that's uh, taking your call will give you a double ticket to go and watch the Nedbank Golf Challenge. Amazing stuff. Hey. I don't even know if JJ plays golf. You play golf, JJ? Uh, I do sometimes, but I think I'm too active, you know, to go into golf now. It takes a lot of time, doesn't it? It does. It does. You do a lot of walking. I yeah. prefer to jog. Are you? <laughs> All right. So Dwight York is a lover of golf. You're a lover of simply getting on the road and jogging. But you, you still keep very physically active. I think the last time I spoke to you, you were just telling me about how important it is, even after you've retired, to keep fit. Why is that? It's good for your health. You know, I mean, uh, you feel a lot better uh, after training, or after every training, you know, and it's been my life, mm. you know, so I struggle to, to let go, you know, but... I don't exaggerate, you know, I, I listen to my body as well. When I need a break, I take a break. Sure. Just your journey, though, we could say so many different things about where it all started, where it ended, uh, where you are now. And, and that is why, you, you know, everybody would know that you're a legend in every word. I know sometimes it is used a bit loosely these days, but how eternally grateful are you for realizing your God-given talent, applying it, being professional enough to see it through to who and what you are today? Well, um, if I look back, you know, I can only be grateful. You know, I have no regrets because uh, I would have played football for free anyways, hmm. you know, because that was all I had. As a kid, you know, I had passion for it. I wanted to play football. It was like... Um, 
my comfort zone, yeah. you know, if I may put it this way, when I'm out there uh, playing then because um, I'm not that, I'm not from rich family, you mm. know. So uh, football was like the only toy I had then with my friends, you know, and we were out there every day kicking about without any manager, without any tactics, you know. So, uh, of course, you learn certain things mm. playing with freedom, without even noticing it. Without know? being coached. Exactly, and and that was how uh, it all started. So all of these amazing tricks that you had, and um, <clears throat> when I say they were amazing, they were. Was you could do things with the ball that a lot of people could never do, no matter how many times they would watch it over and over again, uh, watching your video clips. Where would you say you were able to get that? Was that literally from the streets? Well, yes, I'll, I'll put it down to the street, you know, because um, there you're free to experiment, yeah. you know, and you won't get booed when you, you, you make a mistake, you know. You, you always have the chance to have another go, you know, and that was um, where I started, you know, practicing my dribbling skills, you know, and of course, later on in, in my career, I needed to take it to another step, another yeah. level, you know, using it as an advantage for the team because it is a team. Not, not not entertainment because that that is the main thing. I was going to ask you that. Did you get to a stage where some of the managers that you had yeah. felt that you needed to tone down? Who felt that, you know, maybe you don't need all of those skills? Oh, definitely because... Um, I had to be coached, you know, to realize that I had, I can do that in certain areas yeah. and not in in certain areas, you know. But um, also, I took I took it in a positive way, you know, because uh, if you want to get better, you have to listen to your uh, critics, you yeah. know. And and uh, maybe at the beginning, my <laughs> problem was that I was doing it a bit too much, you know. So yeah. I had to learn how to trim it down a bit. But Okay, before I ask you the follow-up question, let me just remind our listeners that we are actually live on Twitter as we speak, so you can actually catch all of this visually. Uh, you can see JJ Okocha on Twitter, Periscope there on the Marawa Sports Worldwide uh, Twitter handle. Uh, so just simply log on wherever you are around the world. Um, yeah, you'll catch this conversation, an important conversation celebrating the life and times uh, of an African football player, an African football giant. And... I was going to say that when you were told about, you know, trying to tone things down a little bit, did that frustrate you in a way? Or did you immediately know what the manager was trying to get out of you? Oh, it, it didn't frustrate me at all, you know, because um, I wanted to be one of the best, you know, be the best that I could be, you mm -hmm. know. And, uh, of course, um, if you look at the environment where... Ah, the more at, at that time, you yeah. know, you realize that it's only positive things that can come out of out of it, you know. And people that are talking to you are people that have been there, that have done it. Yeah. So you have to take correction, you know. Uh, but then also, you don't have to lose your strength. Mm. So you have to try and get the balance right, you know. Train to improve on your weaknesses, but also train to perfect your strength. When you had to move to Europe, how big a deal was that? I know it would have been because everybody would have dreamt of a career in Europe. 
But what kind of a shift was it generally? Because now you're moving into a completely different environment. Maybe the expectations are different somewhat. For you, how, how did you feel being in this new system, new environment? Well, my my journey, you know, to Europe was a bit different, yeah. you know, because I wasn't scouted. Yeah. Um, I went to Germany uh, in 1990 and they just won the World Cup then. I just finished secondary school and uh, signed for the biggest club in the city where I grew up, Enugu Rangers. Mm. But um, I, I've always wanted to be a big star mm. in football and uh, I, I took joy in going to the unknown, you know, to, to learn, you know, and to prove myself. So I, I, I realized at early age mm. that if I want to be a big star playing football, that I had to leave Nigeria. So when that opportunity came and uh, I went to Germany for a visit, you know, but then I, I had my boots with me mm-hmm. just in case. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and then uh, uh, it happened that um, I was staying with my senior brother's friend who mm-hmm. was playing for a third division club. So I went to training with him and I went and met the coach and asked him if I could train with them that I play football in Nigeria. He said, but you look a bit too young you know i said don't worry about the size and all that you know that mm-hmm. i think could oblige me to train with them that i will appreciate that which he did but the funny thing was that after the training he was now the one asking me if i could come the next day. oh you know, so, so you're no longer too young now, <laughs> eh? so so um i said yes that i could come i happened to train with them for like two weeks and, mm-hmm. and they said that they would love to sign me. Wow. And that was how my career started in Europe. Sure. I mean, that, that is literally saying to people that if you have the star quality in you, even at such an early age, it doesn't really matter because people that understand football will see it coming through. Exactly. Right? But I would say that I was lucky in a way as well because um, I was in a country that provides young players. Yeah the opportunity to excel, you know. So mm-hmm. Bundesliga, for me, has a place in my heart. You know, it's unique because you don't need to be a national team player to play in the Bundesliga. You don't mm-hmm. need to get to certain age, you know, to play in Bundesliga. So um, I was lucky that I was in Germany and the platform that they have, you know, gave me the opportunity to, to, to sell, you know, at Elliot. And I'm, I'm going to come back to the, the, the journey, some of the stories. We'll, we'll take some of the voice notes because I think when people heard uh, that you're going to be on the show, they, they literally lost their minds because that is just how much of an impact you, you have on people and their lives and what you meant to them as a football uh, player. So we'll share those uh, with you as well. They, they keep coming through right throughout. So let me just quickly remind people, uh, 060-584-2250, uh, that is the number as far as uh, the voice notes are concerned. But you talk about Buddha's Liga. You're doing a lot of work uh, with them these days, and hence you're here for the Bundesliga Fan Fest, amongst other things. Yes, um, I'm here with Bundesliga team as yeah. uh, one of the ambassadors, you know, to give uh, Bundesliga fans and new fans that we're hoping to get involved, you know, the insight about uh, what the league is all about, you know, and uh, league that has been a, a, a fortress for mm-hmm. African players, you know, and... Uh, before I think some people have maybe doubts about Germany and, and the culture and the language and, and all that, but 
I can tell you that um, it's one of the best places to 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 play football. You know because uh, the fans are so passionate. You know they play such wonderful football. Mm. You know the, the the model that they've got. You know it, it's it's the best for me in the world. You know you can imagine since 2002 they've invested over one billion euros. You know in youth development you know, and that is maybe the amount that Premier League is investing in, in ready-made <laughs> players, you know. So you can see their vision, you mm. know, and where they are going to. And for me, I think uh, it doesn't get any better. It makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, just all round, uh, you talk about Bundesliga, I'm, I'm reminded of uh, Oliver Kahn. Um, <laughs> you know, you and him had a, you know, I think you sorted him out once yeah, or twice. Yeah, but we are friends. Uh, <laughs> you know, because uh, he realized that it wasn't personal and I was yeah. just trying to do my job. I love the way, I love the way you put it. Uh, very diplomatic as always. I, I mean, just a quick reminder. Though, I mean, we touched on Bundesliga, the Fan Fest. Uh, the access is for free. I can tell you that much. Uh, the doors tomorrow will open at twelve o'clock, uh, where there'll be a live screening of the Borussia Dortmund and FC Bayern uh, Munich game, and also there'll be. Vierda uh, Bremen, I think, are playing against Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, which will be the other key game uh, that will come through. So, yeah, do come through, eh? 12 o'clock, the doors will open. Uh, there will be the soccer screening of those uh, two matches, like I've mentioned. Uh, DJ Spoo will be there to entertain uh, the fans as well. Are you, are you DJing as well? No, 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 no. I, I'll leave it to the professional. <laughs> but we have also a celebrity match tomorrow, five aside. Oh, know, tell me about uh, it. Which will be interesting. Yeah? I'm looking forward to Who's to Who's that? I mean, you're the obvious celebrity there, but who else? Well, like, it, it, it should be a secret. You know, ah. people should come out and, and, and be surprised with the people that will be taking part, you know, yeah. some of their favorite superstars. So that will happen before the live screening of the, the two of matches. Of the two matches, yes. Oh, great stuff indeed. Uh, oh, I mean, this is a big clash when you're talking Bundesliga. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, FC Bayern Munich, you know, fresh out of uh, a UEFA Champions League week and so much to look forward to. Well, yes, it's the match of the week in Germany. Yeah. You know, it's um, a, a good rival. You know, it, it, it's a healthy match. Uh, um, rival they, yeah. that they've got you know it, it's uh, maybe two of the biggest teams now in, in Germany you know and it's good to see Borussia Dortmund stretching Bayern this season yeah. you know Bayern have been dominating over a decade now because they've got the financial power to push anybody in the, in the, in the Bundesliga but this season we've seen uh, uh, Borussia Dortmund giving them a run for their money and I guess Jurgen Klopp would want to go back there now, eh? Well, I'm not sure. I think he's happy where he is, you know. Well, he wants uh, to be top of the table. That's what man said <laughs> to be top of the table. You're going to take a quick break. But firstly, though, listen to this voice note. Good evening, Robert Mara, and uh, good evening to all your listeners as well. I think you've got an absolute legend in studio. He's so good that his parents named him twice. JJ, Austin Okocha. My fondest memories of this gentleman was when he was still the captain of uh, Bolton Wanderers. What an absolute gem of a footballer. Uh, he had a bag full of trickery, can pass it, can uh, can shoot it. A dead ball specialist. I think by far he's one of the best, best footballers I've ever, ever seen in the English Premier League in terms of African footballers. Ladies and gentlemen, your legend is here. Of course, hey, it's almost like back-to-back -back Nigerian leaders. Masai Ujuri was sitting right where you're sitting 
last night. We had a chat with him. He had a, an important conversation, uh, a leadership conference that he was leading today uh, in Santon. And uh, today, another Nigerian legend is here. You know Masai. Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would like to say that I don't see myself, you know, as just Nigerian. You know, yeah. I, I see myself as an African because when I was playing, it was my dream and mission, you know, to open doors for Africans. Mm. And they used to relate to me as the African, not the Nigerian, Nigerian. you know. so. But how important is that for you? It is very important, you know, because um, you have to appreciate the opportunity that mm. you've got and you have to know that it's not just you. You're not representing just you or your family anymore. You know, you've got an opportunity to uh, expose the the continent mm. where you're from, you know, because most of the time out there, they've got bad impression about Africa. And football, I realize gave me a voice right. and whenever I'm out there I intend to use that voice to advertise Africa to open doors to the next generation and if I look at what is happening today in uh, European leagues you know I would say that we did a good job not just me but also the uh, Africans that played in Europe earlier on. So remember when you signed for Paris Saint-Germain uh, you then, at that stage, were the most expensive African footballer at fourteen million pounds. You know. Yes, but um, I think I'd, I don't, I've I've never, throughout my footballing career, thought of money. Yeah. You know, of course, it comes with it when you are doing well. So my focus was just to keep being wanted. Mm. You know, and that automatically puts me in good negotiation position. You know, so if you if you do well, mm. money will automatically come. <laughs> and that's a value, though, because in as much as as much as I know of JJ in all our interactions through the years, I'm not surprised by that comment because it it, it still tells me that you remain consistent in your values. Um, but I think the most important thing with mentioning that has more to do with how the world and Europe and football valued you as the most expensive African footballer going to one of the highly rated teams in France. And also to think back, and I, I'll ask you for an answer, myself knowing what the answer is, but also just to show how ridiculous a situation it is. Have you ever won the CAF African football of the year? No. Exactly. So how, how on earth do you become the most expensive African footballer playing for PSG? And I can go on and on, and Africa does not give you that honor of being a CAF African footballer of the year. To me, that has never made sense. Well, um, if I have to pick one thing out, you know, that I was disappointed um, with about CAF, you know, that should be the only thing because mm. uh, you cannot win BBC African Player of the Year three years in a row mm. and still not good enough to win CAF Player of the Year, you know. But I I have no regrets, you know, because um, sometimes we say that we have dreams yeah. or dreams or whatever, but I, I played beyond my widest dreams, you know. I never thought I would play five African Nations Cup, three World Cups, Olympic win Olympic games. 
medal. You know, I didn't see that coming. So I don't let maybe one negative thing, if yeah. I may put it that way, you know, take away all the good things that I... I'm, I'm going to be a bit tough on you in this one because you would have thought about it. You would have formulated an opinion as to why the African football community via CAF were not able to give you that award. I mean, when you thought about it, and you're absolutely right, you had three back-to-back-to-back BBC African Footballer uh, Awards, but nothing with Kev. Why do you think that was the case? I don't know. It's hard for me to say, you know. I I, I don't like criticizing people without Mm. facts, you know. I I don't want to say maybe that's typical of African um, culture somehow, if I may put it Mm. that way, because certain things we've come to accept that it is the way to do things. But in the normal sense, it's, it's not it's not the right way to do things, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that, to an extent, have limited us when it comes to world competition, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to, to be able to compete properly because uh, we've managed to uh, to to run things the, the wrong way, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, sometimes we, 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 we attach our, our politics to football, you know, and, and also... Um, we favor maybe people that are from our region, you know. So mm-hmm. that um, when, when they, I say that discrimination exists also here in Africa. Yeah. It does exist Am- amongst Africans, and and the reason why I, I ask that question again, and I'll take nothing away from your answer, is is being involved with the awards at times. Because you get called up to MC these events, and I remember a time when a player that was due to win the award was physically not there. And they asked which of the players who were nominated was there. And they decided to give it to the player that was there. Not to the player that had won it, yeah. but couldn't make it. So how do you justify that? But that is the thing. That's how, why do you just, how do you justify that? You know, because um, I think a year or two years after I retired, I got a special award from CAF. Mm. You know, and uh, I wanted to ask what that was for, you yeah. know, but at the end of the day, you know, they said it's your contribution towards African football and, and I accepted it, you know, in good faith. Oh, let's get more voice notes. Hi, Robert. This is Shloni uh, from Project Len. Could you please ask JJ Okosha what advice would he give South African players uh, what should they do to to have staying power or to be able to go abroad and play there for a very long time like he did and uh, the likes of Lucas, Benny and all of them. Because I, we know that a whole lot of Nigerian players, they're applying their trade overseas. What are they doing different from us? Thank you very much. Any advice, JJ? Well, um, I, it's not uh, rocket science, you know. Mm. Um, in as much as uh, we are blowing our own trumpet here in Africa, you know, we know that our local leagues are not the best in the world or amongst mm. the best in the world. So if you want to compete against the best, you know, you have to be with the, the best, you know, week in, week out. So... Mm. 
during the, 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 the time that Nigeria had the best national team, 90% of the players were playing abroad. During the time that South Africa was on top of their game, they had a lot of players playing abroad. So um, I, I find out that most players now that are here in South Africa are very content, mm. you know, and, and they've lost that hunger, you know, to go out there and become global stars instead of limiting their their uh, ambition to, to just being a, a, a nation star, you know. So um, I, I would say that they should just be more ambitious, yeah. you know, and go out there and, and exploit, you know. Go, not, don't, don't be scared of going to unknown area, you know. Foreign land. Foreign land yeah. to start, like, afresh, you know. You need to challenge yourself. You need to, you need to think of who you want to become yeah. when when you stop playing. You know, you want to become an icon. You want to become a legend. Do you want to limit yourself to just a local legend? You know, and also there's life after football. And for you to have a good life after football, you must play at the, at the, uh, uh, at the uh, highest at, level. At the highest level. That is amazing. And, you know, I'm, I'm reading Twitter messages that are coming through here. Uh, Humutontu says, you know, to be frank, I wasn't keen on tuning in, but I've learned so much about the man. I like his ability to reason without arrogance while displaying tact. That is, that is just describing you. <laughs> I'm well, serious. I mean, you, you just have to be yourself. You, have, yeah. you just have to be honest, you know. And, I mean, anybody can be a star tomorrow you know and you don't let that get to you because it happened to you you know you're just fortunate i want to take you back to an, an important moment here um you were a goal scorer in important moments for your country as well you can cameroon defend for this second half but what a strike what an unbelievable goal from jj akotcha and so parity is restored Lagos goes berserk. JJ Akocha has driven Nigeria right back into the African Nations Cup final. What an absolutely fabulous shot there. Keep calm. Look at that again the from Akocha. Thank you very much. That's a lovely way to draw level. That's the goal that takes. Nara hasn't seen as much of the ball in this half. A skill from Akocha. I mean, commentators crying there, hey, the skill from Okoja, wow. I mean, that was an important game, 2-2 against Cameroon, Cup of Nations final, the year 2000. Yeah, but sadly it didn't end well for us, you <laughs> know. Uh, but um, it was a great match, you know. We, we really fought our hearts out because um, we were down 2-0 mm. and uh, we were chasing all the way, but um, we played our hearts out, like I said before, and at the end of the day, we lost true penalty you know at least we we lost the game with some pride a little bit of pride now i think this literally when people talk about the best goal ever i'm going to take you back i mentioned his name a little while back you know exactly what i'm talking about damit sie keinen Herzkasper bekommen, stehen Sie in Ruhe auf. Drehen Sie den Ton des Fernsehers lauter. Kommen Sie nah an den Monitor ran und genießen Sie. Es top, folgt ein Top-Highlight. Okocha, hier ist er. Okocha, JJ Okocha. Immer noch. JJ Okocha, noch ein Dreher, noch einer und drin. 
Da reißt er sein Trikot vom Leib, tanzt noch einen Samba fürs ausflippende Publikum. Ekstase im Waldstadion. Das haben wir seit Libuda nicht mehr erlebt. Das ist das Beste, was der Fußball bieten kann. Oh, wie ist das schön. Oh, wie ist das schön. Liebe Zuschauer, die Zeit für meinen Bericht ist zwar abgelaufen, aber egal. Sollen Sie mich rausschmeißen, ich zeige Ihnen die Szene bis zum Umfallen. Toll, dieser JJ Okocha, wie er hier Kahn aussteigen lässt. Dann ist es Reich und auch noch Bilic. Dann versucht sich auch noch Lars Schmidt. You know, I would show off and uh, interpret that German that was happening there in the commentary, but I don't want to show off. Because you know more German than I do. <laughs> you can go on, go on, come on, go on, be brave, come on. Don't worry, I want to celebrate the goal though, because we talked about Oliver Kahn and that was that, was that moment. Well, yes, I think um, uh, I'll say that that goal, you know, gave me maybe um, the publicity that uh, I wasn't expecting at that yes. moment, you know, because it was shown uh, all over Europe, you know. And the funny thing is that it wasn't planned. You know, I didn't plan to hold on to the ball that long, you know, but yeah. it happens that whenever I raise my head, I see a defender in front of me and I had the patience, you know, to, uh, to keep the ball. So uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, end, it ended up uh, very well for me. Oh, gonna take all the great moments, lots of tweets that are coming through, voice notes that aren't coming through, so keep those... Uh, uh, flying. We got a couple of calls as well already on hold. 089 uh, 0605842250. That's our WhatsApp voice note. JJ Okocha, my guest tonight. Marawa Sports Worldwide. Live across South Africa. All the hits. This is Radio 2000. It's Legends Night. Let's relive those moments of football magic. Oh yeah, football magic. We are reliving indeed. JJ Okocha, my guest. Oh wait, nine a double one zero two thousand. Hey, amongst other individual awards that this man has won, he mentioned winning the Cup of Nations in nineteen ninety four at the Olympic Games, the gold medal that they got in nineteen ninety six, and also a couple of individual awards. Oh, the Nigerian Football of the Year, eh? Seven times, not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not five, not six, seven times. Yo. Sure. We're not lying. You know, people say they're legends, but they played one game, won one trophy and a pair of boots and they want to be a legend. Ah, you don't deal with that. Mm. As said three times, BBC African Football of the Year. Also 2004 Africa Cup of Nations Golden Boot winner, as well as 2004 Africa Cup of Nations Best Player. Say no more. Greg Atafia, good evening. Good evening, Mr. Rob. How are you doing, Greggy? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm so happy, happy to call. I want to speak to the super legend, the, the one that, you know, anytime I remember my time in the national team, you know, the first day I saw him, you know, I just, I, I just came out of my eyes, you know, he's just so unbelievable. In our eyes in Nigeria, he's a super, superstar in anything he does, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a story, you know, about which I would like to share with you, you know. Yeah, uh, go ahead. That was 1999, you know, we, uh, I, I just came out from the national team uh, with the under-17. We we five of us, you know, we traveled to France, you know, I went to Lee, we four, four of us went to Lee, and there's Rabiu, Beta, myself, Johnny Coroma, Joseph Anakairi, and, and uh, Bartholomew Beche, 
you know. So, but Lomiribeche was fortunately to, fortunate to go to PSG. And by then, our great legend, superstar, JJ Kocha was there. We call him Paji. <laughs> we call him Paji because, you know, he's so great to in our eyes. You know, we, he's just everything to us. He looked after for, for what Bartolome Beche is today, you know, and uh, what he has contributed in Europe. I think JJ is one person that contributed a lot in his life, you know. Um, from, from that, after he played in PSG, you know, he was in the, the youth team. From the youth team, he went to the senior team with the help of JJ, of course, with his talent. But, you know, the joy that we have, that we were there with uh, Patriots too, you know, the message we get for, we got from him, you know, sending us money and giving us encouragement. We, we, we need to raise the Nigerian flag and we need to do well, you know. That was so, that was so great, you know. And from then on, you know, it was just, you know, a superstar in our eyes in anything we do. The you talk about the 94 Nations Cup, the one. Mm. I would like to speak about the 2000, the 2000 that Ghana, Nigeria, the one with the Nigerian Ghana host in Nigeria there. There's a great goal he scored against, against Cameroon with, uh, with the left foot. I think it's left foot, you know. That was, uh, that was the recognizing goal. It's not, uh, the two, uh, it's not the, I mean, when they're leading. I think it's the recognizing goal, you know. We're there preparing for the, at, uh, for the Olympics, Sydney Olympics. We're all in the stadium, you know. It was so great. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm just so humble, humble, and I don't know. I just want to thank you for everything, you know, the way it puts around, uh, his arm around me when I was in the national team, you know. Every day, you know, I went to him for advice, and he's always there, you know, to give me that advice and encourage me, you know. And as a goalkeeper, it was very difficult to break to break in Europe, uh, Europe uh, uh, time, that time, you know. So that after after the Olympics, that's when I came to South Africa. And since then, I was communicating with him. I'm so humble and appreciate everything. I just want to say thank you. This opportunity for me to say big thanks to him and to his family too. Wow, wow. Sure, an, an emotional, an emotional journey, Greg. Thank you. Let me get a response though from JJ. JJ, you've heard Greg Atafia owing so much to you for his journey. Well, I, I, I think um, I don't see that as um, doing anything. You know, yeah. you just have to do the right thing and 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 give others the the encouragement that they need. You know, uh, I had to learn the hard way, but but for me, I think um, it's part of my social responsibility to pass on the knowledge and the experience that I I got. And of course, if you see young players. Uh, from Africa that are new in Europe, you, you, you have to guide them because mm -hmm. I, I went there when I was very young. And the same thing happened with other, other players from other uh, continents, not just Africans. Greg Atafio, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I can tell exactly how much that meant to you. Thank you very much, Robert. Very humble. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let me take Mark in St. Julian. Good evening, Mark. Hey, good job, how are you? I'm strong. Welcome. The, yeah. the legend is here. Hello, Mr. Okocha, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Hey, it's, it's an honor to, to speak to you. Uh, you know, uh, Robert, uh, uh, J.J. Okocha in 1994, uh, my brother uh, came with a kick-off magazine. It was the World Cup, told us about Nigeria, so we didn't have TV. We used to listen to these uh, people playing... Uh, when the World Cup against uh, Argentina, I think still remember that game, and then that's when I fell in love with Nigeria and uh, JJ Okocha, and then most of the games I didn't watch him because we didn't have TV at home. So uh, actually at the village, so we were just listening 
to him. But here we are now. We see the videos. We speak to him. I'm so honored and he's so humble. Uh, I wish all the players would be like him in Africa and follow him. I'm very great, sir, to, to, to speak to you from listening to the radio while we were playing to now speaking to you. It's a big, big honor for us, for me this year. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so very much indeed for that uh, call, Mark. Uh, I'll, I'll get JJ's uh, uh, response in just a second here. Uh, as I said, lots of messages that are coming through left, right and centre. Uh, and here, yeah, Sports Fanatic says, I remember a Zimbabwean commentator uh, being fired after he praised JJ Okocha's play when Zimbabwe Warriors played against Nigeria. Did you hear that story? Well, yeah, I, I did. I heard about <laughs> it, you know. Um, I, that was a sad story, you know, but I think uh, sometimes we have to take um, our passion for football uh, out of our job, you know, as yeah. fans, I mean, you know, um, if somebody's doing his job, you know, he doesn't have to be fired because he was saying the writing. I, I remember that we we beat uh, Zimbabwe, I think, 4 nil. Uh, in that game and, and I, I mean uh, you can't change the scoreline so I felt bad when I heard that he got fired In your era you love this this four score as well uh, because that was actually a tweet uh, because there's so many of them that are coming through saying yeah JJ was part of the crew uh, who used to beat us oh your head is Ernest Mananke he says Rob JJ was one of the main causes of the rivalry between Super Eagles and Bafana Bafana he was untouchable during the 4 by 4 time he says I respect him and his selfless talent uh, displayed over the years hey, you guys used to Sort us out four, 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 four every time. Yeah, but I'm delighted that the gap has been bridged now, you know, because uh, <laughs> we were feeling a bit uncomfortable coming to South Africa <laughs> and, and taking four every and time. Taking four, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm glad that the gap has been bridged. All right, big game coming up next week. Oh, voice notes as well. Evening, Rob. in Captain Park. You have a true legend. Today, tonight, I remember the gentleman Gigi Ogocha is the one who introduced the step over, the one that uh, Ronaldo from Brazil uh, was doing it in 1998, even though I was still young then. But the way the guy was moving his legs so speedily. Even today, the people admire Ronaldo for that, Cristiano. But he was not given the credit back then. Good evening, Mr. Marawa. Enjoying your show every day. Big up to JJ Okocha. Respect, respect. I just want to remind uh, the legend. He got Charles Mabika uh, fired in Zimbabwe after he was commenting that game and he was so, so brilliant that the commentator uh, broadcast in Zimbabwe, they said, no, it's like he's supporting you. He was fired from commentary that day. Peace. It's Legend Side. Everyone the tape. Let's relive, relive those moments of football magic. Yeah, that is a famous story. How dare you?
JJ Okocha, get a commentator fired in Zimbabwe. <laughs> all right, uh, let me go all the way to the United States of America. That is where I find a colleague as well as a friend, Oloashina Okeleji, uh, who would know most things about this legend that we have here in studio. Olu, good evening. Hi, good evening, Robert. Um, it's good to be back on your show. And tonight you are undoubtedly one of the legends of African football um, with you in that studio. What what makes and made him JJ Okocha that we celebrate today? It's just being himself. Um, like Greg pointed out earlier, if you're close to him and the team, you call him Pajay. Pajay <laughs> simply translates into different things to different people. Okocha was a talented player. He's still a talented player. I bet you can still um, do a shift for the Spikers in midfield, but I would never agree with that. Um, Okocha was very talented, committed to the national course. He had um, undoubtedly what a lot of um, Nigerians would call um, uh, a talent that comes once in a century. You don't see them often. They make football look so easy. He's gotten credit from um, Ronaldinho. A lot of players have actually credited him for some of the ways he influenced their career and motivated them to get better. Okocha has creativity. He has everything that you need in an attacking midfielder. He could see he has vision, he has skills, he has everything. And it's so sad that commentators, pundits, and everyone tends to compare players. You can never compare JJ. So good they named him twice. And when we find out the, um, the legendary, the name behind, the reason why they call him JJ, was actually his brother, James, and we didn't know that until he actually revealed that. Um, there can never be another JJ. There's only one Austin JJ or culture, and it, it, it transcends history, it transcends a lot of things that you, you see about football. As a young guy, growing up in Lagos, I watched this guy play at the under-20 level in Mauritius in 1993, and I'm like, where is he coming from? Luckily, we had opportunity to watch him in, in the German Bundesliga. Luckily, we had football made in Germany in the 90s. So we caught a glimpse of him. You saw what he did to Oliver Kahn. You saw what he was doing to players, matured players. And Anthony Boa granted an interview and said, this is a golden star coming from Africa. And Germany and the rest of Europe are not ready for Gigi. And he actually proved that. How should we remember him, though, as a final parting shot, uh, Oluwashina? Because, you know, we, we, we've got to appreciate him when he's here with us and as alive as he is right now. Absolutely. I think um, the conversion of African football, first of all, need to um, understand that JJ Okocha had the chance and opportunity to become the African footballer. He's the best player that ever won the African Footballer of the Year award. In 1998, Mustafa Ajiya, a good player, Boston JJ Okocha, a lot of people felt should have, should have won that. In 2004, he did practically everything that needed to be done. Um, he scored the tournament's 1,000 goal. He was the top scorer. He was the tournament's best player. The old Commission of African Football denied him that award. So for me, Robert, I think the best way to remember Austin JJ Okocha is the man who could talk to football, the man who could actually make football do anything that he sends it to do. And of course, undoubtedly, like I said from the top, one of the legends of African football that a lot of people in Europe, anywhere you go to and you say you are a Nigerian, they only mention JJ first, or sometimes some people say Kano Anko. But Austin JJ Okoja, they will tell you, some will describe how he plays, they will do the rainbow flick, <laughs> they will try to do the rainbow flick and all of that, and they will try to reminisce what some of the things he's done. So for me, I think you remember as one player, the, the great player, and never get to win the African Football of the Year, not because they didn't deserve it, but because some people felt they just couldn't give it to him. 
Uluwashina, all the way in the United States of America. I want to thank you so much indeed for coming through. I'll get JJ's response and, and look forward to chatting to you further on the new show. Absolutely, Rob, and uh, we're coming for you. Remember, we're coming for you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> oh, legendary conversations with Oluwajina. JJ, I think the only thing that's left for us to say is, is literally thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being uh, the talented human being that you are, the giving human being that you are, and also just for staying grounded and accepting people, humbling yourself every step of the way. And we can only say that right now when we honor you as a football legend here in south africa and uh, being african being nigerian being the son of the soil we're forever proud of what you've done thank you very much uh, i feel humbled you know and um i just say that i, I appreciate the opportunity yeah that i uh, i had you know um i will say that i'm i'm blessed i'm a very lucky person you know because it could have been uh the, the the child next door, you know, yeah. but I got picked, you know, and uh, I I I said that I will never lose focus, you know, that I I will just give it my best shot, and at the end of the day, if I did enough, you know, people will, will say it. If mm-hmm. I if I don't, you know, so be it. But I'm glad that people appreciate what I contributed, you know, towards African football. And I'll continue to do my best, you know, to promote African football. Love it. Thank you so much, JJ. You can still catch JJ in action live tomorrow. Hey, Balfour Mall. Uh, that's the event, uh, Bundesliga Fan Fest. Uh, you can get there. The doors are going to be opening from 12 o'clock uh, midday. You can get to watch two fantastic games and also catch uh, DJ Spoo doing what he does best and keeping the, uh, the people dancing. JJ Okocha, my legend. Have a great weekend. We'll see you again on Monday on hashtag MSW. Have a good weekend, JJ. And we will we'll beat Nigeria, right? Okay, let's let's not start that. Let's not start that. Let's, let's, let's not start that. No, uh, let's, let's leave that one. Otherwise, we'll need another hour, which we don't have. But do be! Hey, Rob. Yeah, my friend, the weekend's upon us. Your, your team plays sundowns tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yes, we're having a field day tomorrow. A field day? <laughs> what does that mean? It means uh, it's all downhill for us, you know, as in it's smooth sailing. Oh. For Amapaga Baga. I have yeah. all the confidence in the world. I am amazed by your confidence. Are you going to be working? You going to be at the stadium? Uh, no, I'll probably be watching the game. I won't On be TV. Working. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. but Dubi, I'm still going to have to drag you to a football match, bro. Anytime, brother. I'm Anytime. still going to have to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll organize. Have a great weekend, though. Otherwise, you okay. Too, All right, great stuff.